Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys, where I go through all the gaming news, specifically in PC gaming, that you need to know. I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and let's get on with it. All right, there is some Doom news. Yes, Doom is coming out next week. Uh, basically, tomorrow will be a week from tomorrow or Friday. And so they have released some uh, system requirements for the game now uh, for just the basic settings, things that you can play it on but it won't be as great. It is uh, Windows 7, 8.1 or Windows 10. So yeah, if you're still running Vista, Y, uh, or XP, please upgrade to at least Windows 7. Uh, also for the CPU, it's Intel Core i5-2400 and AMD FX8320 or better. And the uh, graphics card is NVIDIA GTX 672 gigs and AMD uh, Radeon HD 7870 2 gigs or better. RAM is 8 gigs and then H, uh, the hard drive space is 55 gigs. Yes, it's 55 gigs. That's a lot. But I think Batman was more. I think it was 10 gigs more. So, and then for the recommended settings, it is the same Windows, obviously. Now, the CPU is going to be the Intel Core i7-3770 or the AMD FX3550 or better, obviously. Uh, the graphics card is NVIDIA GTX 970 4 gigs, AMD Radeon R9 uh, 290 or 4 gigs or better 8 gigs of RAM and then obviously 55 gigs of hard drive space and it's gonna come on a single disc yes one single disc that's quite amazing they, they must have like a, a quadruple layer DVD disc to be allowed to do that uh, also they did release a new trailer that's all about shooting zombies and it dives in a little bit more into the single player campaign where you kind of don the boots back on of seems like the original of uh, Doom Marine and then it says you're the only one that's been you know able to traverse both hell and not hell or the earth so save us you faceless marine that's kind of how I you know add a little bit I will put the trailer in the show notes so you guys want to watch it you can enjoy it also, uh, Origin is Origin Access, I should say. So, Origin Access is you pay five dollars a month to play a certain amount of games that EA is going to allow you to play. They are bringing the Mass Effect trilogy, which is a great trilogy, minus the ending of uh, Mass Effect Three. But beyond that, it's a really great trilogy. Trying, and many others have already been on there as well. So. If you're looking to buy, you're looking to play a lot of different games, but you don't want to buy 60 bucks for every single game, this could be a great uh, option for you. Just so you know, you're gonna be for a year, gonna be paying quite a bit less, but you won't actually get, be getting all the new games. So it's it's always a toss up. I really just don't want to do it, but if you're really looking just to play a, a wide array of games, especially EA's best games, sometimes not always the best, but mostly the best games, this is the one for you. Uh, so, like I said, it's five bucks a month if you really want to do that, but they're adding eight new games because the trilogy is three, you know, trying one and two, you know, all this, all, all this other fun stuff. Um, 
But yeah, if if that's what you want to do, you can do it. You can also have early access to Mirror's Edge Catalyst through the Play First Trial. So if you're looking to play that, which comes out next month, mind you. Yes, they actually pushed it back a couple weeks. All right. Shad Win, which is a new game from uh, Frozen Bites, who was the creator of Thrine, uh, is actually the game's launching this month. Yes, May 17th, so next week it is coming out. Uh, this is a really quick turnaround time, but it's a true stealth game where you should attack from behind. If you don't, you'll die pretty quickly. The interesting thing about this game, and I played a little bit several months ago, or three, probably three months ago, uh, is that when you don't move, no, nothing else moves. It's kind of like uh, Super Hot in the same way as that if you don't move, nothing else moves around you. Well, unless the AI fires at you, then the bullets move really slowly. Uh, but that's how they're doing it. You can also press the time pass. You can let the time pass as well. Uh, but this is really a true way of doing stealth. Uh, some or most stealth games still allow you to kill people head to head, but this one, yeah, if you try that, you are dead. Like I said, it's interesting. If you want, if you want to check it out, it comes out next week. And so, if you're looking for that next stealth game and don't want to wait for Deus Ex because that can actually be played as a stealth game, this is the one for you. All right, my XCOM 2 uh, fans, the Alien Hunters DLC is coming out with some interesting new uh, monsters as well, adding some, you know, hunters, you know, hiding from the shadows type of a thing. They're they're coming out with new stuff. Uh, I'm always a toss-up, especially when they already allowed mods to be implemented into this. I don't know if the DLC will be that great, but if you're looking for more replayability, this is a great way of doing it. Also, I have two uh, articles about which mods you should download for XCOM 2. Yes, it should. It's a fun time. Uh, there's a lot of great mods out there, especially the Long War uh, devs have committed to doing more mods already and they already uh, re released a new one so it's four and they're going to do about two more after that so you can see what else they're coming out with it's all fun it's all fun and games until someone gets hurt which is usually a lot in XCOM 2 alright this week Dawn of War 3 uh, re released a trailer or I should say Relic released a trailer of Dawn of War 3 now, Dawn of War has usually been a really great game uh, for strategy I love Relic and what they've done with it they were the ones that did the first two homeworlds they've done Company Heroes and the Dawn of War series uh, great developer for the most part uh, love all their games and this is interesting because it actually goes back to the first Dawn of War because the second Dawn of War was more about squad cohesion and keeping that little squad alive and that type of strategy this one's bringing the actual grander type of strategy back with even bigger units like mechs running around um so it should be interesting. They also are going to implement some of the things from Dawn of War 2, like elite uh, units, so your units can level up, get better, you know, hit points, better, you know, different things that will allow you to do. Uh, you can also fire a giant orbital laser upon it, 
And there's a new cover system since uh, Relic is big on that, especially with Company Heroes where you actually use cover system. They also made it on Dawn of War 2. I'm actually excited to see where this goes with it. I know Total War Warhammer is coming out this month, but that's the old Warhammer uh, universe. This is more of the space Warhammer. So they can live in harmony that way. Uh, Total War is obviously going to be even grander in the strategy and looks very interesting. I will actually not be reviewing it this week, this month just because I'm already doing three games and that would just be a lot. That'd be a way a lot, a lot. Alright, Atlas Reactor is not going to be free to play anymore. Yes, it's going to be a premium digital game. Now it's interesting because uh, Lawbreakers, who was originally going to be free-to-play, decided to do a premium game as well. Uh, it looked like Overwatch was going to be a free-to-play, and Blizzard changed that too. And it kind of looks like a lot of games are not going that way because it is really difficult to make a profit and make the game fun at the same time. And it doesn't usually... A lot of times it doesn't really act work out uh, for the developers because then you either have to implement some things that kind of kill the game and make players feel like it's a pay to win instead of a free to play type game so we should you know see more of this actually happening I know uh, Plant Side 2 is still free to free to play for now but uh, Daybreak did change H1Z1 from free to play to you have to buy it as well uh, they recently changed that uh, Lawbreakers like I said before changed that too uh, so a lot of them are going that way only because it doesn't feel like it's actually going to be profitable for them because it is kind of difficult to balance fun and keeping your business alive uh, so Tryon decided to do that now the pricing scheme is $30 but it's actually on sale for 20 for the basic game 60 and 100 and the more you go up the more you get bonus skins banners boosts and other gaming related fun stuff uh, players that already spent $10 or more on in-game credits during the free-to-play period are going to get the full version of the game automatically with some additional re rewards as well so if you already spent money on it don't worry about it because you're already going to get it. So, yay! At least they kind of do that. I kind of like that. But it is interesting to see that free-to-play model is actually not going as well as it used to a couple years ago. There was a lot of them coming out, but I feel like a lot of them, a lot of businesses are like, this isn't really profitable anymore. I can't really understand why we have to do it this way. And so they're like, you know what, I'll just make it... Let's have players buy it so we can actually, you know, better support it. And that is usually a better way of doing it, especially if it's a low uh, cost, like $20, $15, That's Then I would say, yeah, all for it. Woohoo. All right. Now, I don't usually talk about this, but I should. Uh, so for those of you that are looking to upgrade to Windows 10, you have until July 29th to get the free upgrade, and then it's going to cost you $119. Yes, that is going to happen. So if you haven't actually done it first, I would recommend it. I actually like Windows 10. I thought it was a better upgrade to Windows 8. I actually didn't mind Windows 8. I The only Windows I actually never used was Windows ME, which was awful. Awful, the Millennium Edition or the Me Broke, Me Ending. Um, <laughs> 
it, apparently it was bad. But I actually never got to use it, and thank God. But uh, Windows 10 is still a really great operating system. It will give you DirectX 12, which uh, is a huge jump from 11. So that is that is something to consider. A lot of people just don't do it. Uh, still, the overwhelming majority still use Windows 7, which is a great operating system. And then a little bit smaller of a subset use Windows 8.1, which is not bad. It was a better upgrade to Windows 8. It got, kind of got rid of the Metro version. But with Windows 10, you kind of get both, but you get the start menu back, which is a really nice thing to get back. So like I said before, if you're looking to do it, I would, I would do it sooner rather than later. It's really good, really robust system, and you get a lot of great apps are coming out as well. Uh, especially with DirectX 12 for gamers, this is something to consider because it only really comes on Windows 10. You can't get it anywhere else. All right, Total Warhammer, yes, or Total War Warhammer. I like Total Warhammer, to be honest with you. It just sounds a lot better. But Total War Warhammer is going to have support for mods. So that means that once it ships, it'll have full support. So you'll have even more fun playing this game because you'll have even better mods and you'll change things. Maybe you'll make a Lord of the Rings edition, which actually wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, make a Game of Thrones edition. Make something that you really want. Star Wars, if you really, really care about that. Maybe Dawn of War type one, the Warhammer 40k. Uh, but yeah, this will be able to mods. Yes, I love mods and I'm always grateful when developers decide to fully support their mods or the games with mods as well. It just brings a whole new life to the game. It allows players to fix things that developers haven't fixed or will never fix sometimes. Uh, it also just the game is played a lot more. So, for example, Skyrim is still being played, it's still being modded because of that. And that's the reason why a lot of these games are played, is because of these mods. And I'm always grateful when developers do it. When they don't do it, I kind of question and wonder why. I'm looking at you, Dice. I know you've done it before, but then you just stopped doing it after Battlefield 2. And I'm like, your little excuse of it's too difficult. Come on, they're modders. They'll figure it out. They're a really smart bunch. And they make really, really great games. All right, if you are still playing Rainbow, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, there's a new DLC pack called Operation Dust Line, which looks like to be in the desert, or they could be totally misleading everybody, and it's actually going to be in the bottom of the ocean, which I highly doubt is the latter. Uh, but it'll be a Middle East theme pack with uh, Navy SEALs as the two operators that you will have to, you know, play enough to upgrade with. I haven't played in a while, but I really, I actually still really enjoy the game when I do play it. Uh, just a whole slew of games came out recently and I haven't had a chance to get back into it, but I actually highly enjoy the game and what it does. It's way better than uh, The Division. Yes, I do not like The Division if you don't know. Uh, but yes, it's coming out, so you you can play it uh, next month. is May 11th, so in six days. You can see the Twitch live stream on the material on May 7th uh, to check out what it's really all about and just kind of see the map beforehand so you can, you know, figure out a strategy for it and make sure that you aren't going to be completely bulldozed by the other team, because that does happen. I've been on teams like that before. We got bulldozed like crazy. It was bad. 
All right. Speaking of division, uh, 1.2 update will bring more generous loot drops. Yes, the problem with division has been loot drops, cheating, and just it's way too grindy, to be honest with you. I got back into it because I installed a new graphics card. Which, by the way, did not go as planned because I should have flashed my BIOS and then did actually didn't do that. Broke the system, had to buy a new SSD, which eh, it happens. But I'm back online and I played it for about five minutes and went, yeah, this is why I don't play this anymore. Uh, but if you are a player that is still playing this game, uh, Massive has listened finally and said, yes, we will bring more generous loot drops because to be honest with you, when I was playing in the dark zone, I would get awful drops where I would just be like, eh, recycle, recycle, recycle. I don't want to do an extraction for this crap. And it just really got annoying where I was just like, why am I playing this game still? It, it's boring. Now, with a group of friends, it's great. It's fun. But by yourself, it is awful. It is boring. It's just not fun. You would be killed by all groups of people. It just gets to the point of I could play other games and have way more fun with it. Especially since uh, 1.0 update uh, kind of messed up the crafting where it took twice as much just to craft something great and you can get much for deconstructing the rest of it uh most uh, most of the most of the systems in there just aren't, don't really work very well uh most players will just make sure that they have the best weapon and the perks you know help with uh just basically dps and headshots and well those critical damages because nothing else really matters in the game and that's kind of unfortunate because it it was it sounded it sounded like a really great game in the beginning and then once you play it for a while you're like this is the same old thing over and over again the other problem is that most of the enemy types are the same thing over and over again and in the dark zone the only thing you can get is you know shielded enemies uh that just that are just bullet sponges and take a lot of well depending on what what uh rank your gear is because they now added that uh, it could take a lot of <laughs> bullets to actually kill them or not very many so it's great that they have done a more generous loot drop because that's what's actually needed but still it's just there's just a lot of problems with it it just isn't that to me it's not that great to me i was like after a while i'm like i played 60 hours of this i'm done i am completely and utterly done i do not care one way or another if new york is destroyed by the virus i have no remorse for it none whatsoever none Anyways, the developer of Titanfall Respawn looks like it's going to be making a new Star Wars game. Yes, it's going to be a third-person action-adventure game. So we're going to be seeing more Star Wars games. Yay, hopefully it's a lot more in-depth and not so superficial like uh, Battlefront. Yes, I am knocking Battlefront because it is a very dull game after a while. It was fun for a bit, and the feeling of being in Star Wars was awesome. But after that, it... It just wasn't fun anymore. It was just boring. I didn't care anymore. I was like, oh, look, I'm playing the same five maps over and over again. Would you have more maps, please? Uh, most of the game modes I could care less about, too. The only one I played was either Walker Salt, which I didn't play for that long, or the Capture Point ones, which I forget what that one is actually called. But it's, it's basically 
more or less like Conquest, except that once one side takes all the points, the game's over, and unlike Battlefield Conquest, where if they take all the points, you still had time to actually get them back. But it should be interesting to see what actually they're going to do, but they will, but Respawn says they will pay the respects of Star Wars Legacy at all times, so it will not deviate from that, which is great. Maybe we'll actually have a better story than The Force Awakens. Zing! Yes, I didn't like The Force Awakens that much. You can take my geek card away if you want to, but it was still terrible. All right, tomorrow, yes, tomorrow is going to be uh, the reveal of the new Battlefield uh, game. Yes, Battlefield Vive. Well, they Dice has released a very short video of someone looking up and going, "Oh!" It almost was like, "Oh, what's that?" Oh, is that a new game? Uh, but it didn't really show off too much because they don't really want to show off too much because it's a big reveal. Uh, most people are hoping it's going to be World War II. I still want Battlefield 2143. I love that game a lot. I played uh, Walker, not Walker Salt, the, the Titan mode uh, a lot. And that's, I think that's the only one I exclusively played on that one. It was just, it was a really fun game. Um, you could, you know, spec out your little guy. Uh, There's different classes, obviously, as always in Battlefield. Uh, it was just, it was just a really fun game, and the future setting was interesting as well. Uh, and I was always hoping that Battlefield Four would have been 2143, but it didn't actually happen. They were still kept in the modern. Uh, but I'm hoping this one will be as well. Other rumors is it's gonna be War One, which should be an interesting uh, time frame to actually do a game like that. It could work and could actually fail pretty miserably. And other people are hoping for another World War II game, which I wouldn't mind too much, but I'd rather have like Vietnam or the Korean War if we're gonna do that because we haven't done those two yet. Um, or no, Vietnam has been done, but not as much as World War II. World War II has been done to death in the early 2000s, and then it stopped for a while because people were getting tired of it. But World War I, Vietnam or Korea or the future would actually be my choices. Um, I don't mind World War II, but like I said, it's been done to death. And I still am not like, ooh, I want another one. I could care less, to be honest with you. Really could care less. All right, speaking of Battlefield as well, Battlefield 4 and Hardline DLCs are free. Now, there's two of them. One's called the Dragon's Teeth, and it'll be free for a week. And the other one is Heist for Hardline. Now, if you're still actually playing it on PC, I meant uh, Battlefield Hardline, then you can get it. I, I got it just because it was free. But I, get, I did get... Um, Dragon's Tooth uh, DLC because Battlefield 4 is still played a lot. Uh, it's one of it's got what 150,000 players on it. Uh, peak time, so why not? Let's Dragon's Teeth. That was right the first time. Dragon's Teeth uh, is the DLC that's free. So hop on over to Origin, download it because it's free. The DLC is free, and they they do this every once in a while. They did it with Battlefield 3 too, but that was with the close quarters. DLC, which was awful. Um, I was hoping that the carrier assault, which is kind of the Titan assault, was going to be a little bit better, uh, but it really wasn't. It didn't really have the, that same feel as the Titan mode on Battlefield 2142, but I'm hoping that they still bring it back and make it actually a little bit better than it was, because uh, I love that mode, but it just did not hit very well. It didn't hit all the right feels in Battlefield 4. Um, but yeah, just download it and have fun playing with it too. Though. 
and then you'll have a DLC. Yay! I got uh, Second Assault because they had a lot of great uh, Battlefield 3 maps on there, especially two old Battlefield 2 maps that they brought back for Battlefield 3. Uh, I also got the Assault 1 and then uh, Final Stand. I don't know why I got that one. Oh, because it was like into Battlefield 2142. It got me on that. They got me. They got me. But that was the only ones I got besides the free updates from the community ones. All right, there's actually an interesting article from GameSpot that talked to developers of The Witcher 3s and asked them what was the hardest get quest to design. And the funny thing was, the hardest one was in the Bloody Baron uh, quest line. It was the Battle of Karamoran. They actually said that it was hard to script all this, all the thing, all the intricate, all the intricate things going on leading up to the battle as well. All the characters, because you could have a wide range of characters, depending on how you play the story uh, and it just there was just a lot of different extra features like you had to account for this what if they don't do this one then you have to do it this way and all that other stuff as well so that was actually one of the harder ones now the, now the hardest one to write was the Bloody Baron one because they had to be careful because it was a very uh, hard West to deal with because it dealt with domestic violence and you know husband being his wife, wife cheating on his on the husband, and just the well, unhealthiness of a relationship. Uh, so that was hard to write for them as well. The one they liked was Last Wish uh, because that was the one where Jennifer and Gerald kind of you know deal with the relationship that they have. Uh, so that was actually their best one. But it was interesting to see that the Battle of Karamor improved to be really difficult to write and design. Uh, beyond the Bloody Baron quest line, this was the hardest one to design because you had to take... is For writing, it had to take in the factor of writing specific dialogue for all these different characters and uh, different dialogues for characters missing as well. The design of a multi-tiered level as well. That was a lot of work. Plus the AI script for each character that had specific abilities that they were going to be using. So yeah, it seemed like... It was. It seems a lot harder than what it looks like, but it turned out really well. So that's quite awesome, and it's still one of my favorite games. I really love that game. I modded like crazy too. All right, Killing Floor Two. If you actually play that, I play every once in a while. Well, there's a new class that are coming out with called the Sharpshooter class, detailed, and that will basically be you know sniper rifles. You know, sniping, sniping. Um, the game is still in early access. But um, it's added that, plus uh, players can now play Zed, so you can fight against them as well. Um, it's a fun game. It's a fun little game to, you know, kill zombies with, uh, especially if you've been missing a new Left 4 Dead game. Uh, this is kind of, you know, fills in the gap for that. But it's actually a really fun game. I need, really need to start playing it again. I kind of miss it. Uh, it's got those, you know, heavy rock uh songs playing in the background and it's just one of those games where it's a fun team game as well uh, and it's post-apocalyptic zombies have taken over or Zeds as they're calling uh, and you know they've been they've been slowly updating it it's a really fun game so if you're looking for another first person shooter type game that has zombies to deal with you're not really looking for killing four too but yes there's there's a new class that they're designing as well as many other things with buffs uh, stuns and all other stuff as well to kind of balance out the game 
All right, Call of Duty has released a trailer, you know, announcement trailer, which is coming out in November. Ooh, shocker. Uh, that is going to be called Call of Duty Infinite War or Warfare, which I found funny because I'm like, yes, you're right, Activision, because you could release one every single year, so it is an infinite war. Zing. Uh, the interesting part about it is that the game also comes with, depending on which one you buy, remastered version of Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Now, you can't actually buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare without buying Infinite Warfare, which is kind of lame because that's the only one I wanted was the Call of Duty 4. I didn't care about Infinite Warfare. I really just don't like playing Call of Duties anymore. I mean, they're, they're easy to pick up. They're easy to master, but... I just really grew tired of it, uh, but it should be interesting to see what this Act 1 provides and if it will actually be better than uh, Black Ops 3. Uh, it is the, uh, a new game from Infinity uh, War that, well, has been really gutted the past few years since the leaving of the co-founders of it and a lot of different other employees have left as well. So it should be interesting to see if this new revitalized well, uh, developer can, you know, bring it back to its glory days of, we know how to make stuff like this. Uh, it should be interesting that they're actually putting uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare into it because that was the one that kind of changed Call of Duty forever. And it was really popular and a really great game. And there's a lot of really great mods for it, especially Star Wars mods where you can, you know, play Star Wars instead of just Call of Duty. Woo! All right, now I'm going over to Overwatch, my impressions of the open beta. I've been playing it for the past couple of days, finally, and it's actually, it's actually pretty fun. It's really fast. Uh, characters really varied. Uh, a lot of them seem a little overpowered, but beyond that, it's a pretty well-balanced game from a developer not known for making first-person shooters. I do know that they did have some help from uh, one of the Call of Duty developers for the, uh, the shooting mechanics, but beyond that, it's a pretty well-balanced game. It does give homage to a lot of the old games uh, from the past, a lot of arena-type games. Uh, so if you're looking for more of a team-based game that has different roles to play, this is a game for you. Uh, it, is, it runs really well. Uh, it, it's not very demanding either, which is another great thing. Uh, it does come out May 24th, so you have a couple weeks to pre-order if you want to. Uh, but I would highly recommend that you, uh, you know, download it because it's an open beta and try it out for yourself. It's a fun game. There's dozens of different uh, characters and you don't have to unlock anything which is another great thing because you can play either one uh, which I kind of like because the unlocking system on these types of games can be very uh, limiting in the factor and can be kind of frustrating because other players can play it and you have to wait until you unlock it and so on and so forth but I highly recommend it it's going to be a fun game for you if you like the competitive fast twitch shooter type things with uh, uh, each player having its own individual skills and abilities, uh, and especially their own personalities, because each one of them has their own little personalities. Now moving on to Battleborn. Now, I played it for a little bit. Uh, it's fun, and I love the open beta. They changed some of it a bit. Uh, one of the bots that you pay for, uh, the big one, uh, was 300 originally in the open beta, and they doubled the price to 600 Maybe because they 
Uh, we'll want it to be a little bit stronger because in the open beta, it wasn't that strong. You can kill it pretty uh, quickly. This one, it's a little bit more beefy and it hurts a little bit more. Some of the players or the characters a little, to me, seem a little overpowered. Galia is needs to be looked at and kind of uh, not buffed, but you know, not nerfed either. But uh, stats need to drop a little bit uh, for that one. Uh, I think I. Isaac uh, needs to actually be looked at as well. I don't mind his teleporting one, but when you teleport away and it uh, stuns people, I think that needs to stop as well because those two characters I've seen the most people uh, people get the most kills out of, and it's kind of frustrating as well. Beyond that, it's a really great game. I've had little to no bugs. There's been a couple of them. Uh, when I try to get one of the... Um, you know, bots to fight for me. Uh, the outcasts, uh, one time they didn't even show up. Another one, when I was trying to get into the game, it just cycled through and would not actually get into the game. Beyond that, I've had actually no problems. And the thing is, Overwatch and Battleborn are completely different games. They may seem the same, but they actually aren't. The reason why is because Overwatch has very simplistic uh, objectives of, you know, uh, you have this objective and you get it over here or capture this point and so on and so forth so it's very simplistic now with battleborn uh you have uh items or loots that you can uh enable to your character uh you have a moab light type game which is basically uh instead of having three lanes it's just mostly just one lane and you have to get your bots over there there's also two other ones as well as capture the point and uh meltdown which is kind of like you bring your bots over to a specific area and the more bots you melt you win uh so and there's also a single player game to it now i don't know if there's gonna be a single player to battleborn doesn't seem i mean overwatch it doesn't seem like there is so that is a different difference as well uh but for the most part i mean it's they're both first person shooter Type games with uh, specific characters with specific skills and abilities. You have healers, you have uh, DPS damage, you have tanks, you have all these different types of characters. So in some ways they're a little bit the same, but they're not fully the same at the same time. Uh, so if you're looking for a little bit more strategy uh, beyond just player cohesion and different types of players and Battleborn is for you. If you're just looking for just a really quick romp in playing games, this is Overwatch is for you because it's really fast, really quick, and the match times aren't as long as Battleborn. Battleborn can be very long games. Uh, for Battleborn, they really need to fix uh, the matchmaking because I've been like level six playing against level 23 and there is a disadvantage between both of them because level 23 can have more characters unlocked and I don't have as many characters unlocked. I know they can balance it out with other ones, but I would like to see a little bit more of this more closely similar uh, ranks between uh, players so it's not so over poweringly annoying uh but beyond that uh i played both i've only really played the moab type uh mode uh an overwatch or overgrowth sorry overgrowth was the game the only map on the beta but there's only two maps now uh echelon is the other one i still like overgrowth a little bit more echelon's not bad it's just a little bit different a little 
seems a little confusing, but the level di- the level design to me seems all over the place. Overgrowth seems a lot more focused and a lot, and you understand it. I know you we played a lot more, so we kind of you know had a leg up for people that didn't play the open beta. But I prefer Overgrowth over Epsilon, even though Epsilon's not as a bad map. I kind of, eh. it's just that's just my preference. But these. For right now, both these games are really good. Now, I'm not going to review Overwatch just yet because it's only an open beta and I haven't seen all of the features that's going to be in the final release. So once the final release comes out, I will actually review it. But uh, for now, uh, it's a fun game. Download it. It is free because it's an open beta right now. So might as well. Yeah, might as well join in and have some fun and play against me or play with me. Doesn't matter. Yay! All right, guys, that is the end of Digital of Gamers Cafe, which is part of Digital Coffee anyways. And if uh, if you like this, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. Also follow Digital Coffee at uh, Twitter at dig, uh, DigitalCO77EE and Facebook at Digital Coffee, uh, Google Plus Digital Coffee, Instagram Digital Coffee Podcast, and YouTube Digital Coffee Podcast. All right, guys, join me on Tuesday for a new episode of Digital Coffee. But for now, have a great weekend. Okay, bye, guys.